Welcome to the Squeeze Podcast. I'm Ashley, the orange lady, here to give you the tough but necessary juice you need to build and sustain your career. I have had experience in tech, nonprofit, and the public sector, and I have a lot of friends that have too. We like to share our stories and info and our mistakes so that you don't make them. Today's topic, actually, let me not deprive you of a little ASMR. This is my ice water. It's delicious. <laughs> um, today's topic is how to prepare going into your senior year of college so that you are the most set up for what comes after your senior year. The advice that I did not have, did not know I needed. And I suspect we all know somebody that is junior, senior in college, or just out of school trying to navigate this space. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. I have to give you a little background though. So I recently went to my 20th college reunion. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if you could hear that and I need to mute my <laughs> computer, but I actually live tweeting here. Um, a Juice Bar member got a job offer at a big tech firm and was a finalist for another company. And we talked about accepting the first offer and still going through the process. So the update is took the other offer. So another work of another week of summer freedom for me. It's a better role and culture fit plus in-person mentor opportunities. I'll take that over that it's not a household name. Uh, I am so excited. This is awesome. This is like best case scenario. Like it's a win-win when you have two roles. Uh, wow. Awesome. And I love that. I won't say their name. Um, made the best decision for them and their family and their career, like all of those things. So yeah, you don't always see the name brand. Screw that. Like who you work with matters. It does. So congrats on choosing you, Katie. <laughs> um, cool. And some of you might know another Katie that I talk about a lot. It's another. This is our West Coast Katie. <laughs> so we have multiple Katies in the juice bar. Okay, that is not what the senior year topic is about, but that's very exciting. So going into your senior year, it can be a little bit overwhelming for many different reasons. Uh, there's a big emotional like, oh my gosh, this is the last year of like, I don't want to disrespect to you college students, but being a kid, right? Not that you don't have mega responsibilities and things, but um, it is a different phase of life. Even if you're working full-time like I was during undergrad, there's still uh, something different when there's like no other thing happening and it's just solid adulting. <laughs> um, so I recently went to my 20th college reunion. I know sunscreen works wonders, everyone. Don't ask me why I look so young. Just wear your sunscreen. This is not a paid ad. <laughs> um, but I got to meet current students, and a lot of them were rising seniors. One of them is the president of the dorm that I used to live in. 
Shout out to NIFA, Near East Fine Art Storm. Yes, dancers got to live there and were the life of the party. But um, meeting the president of NIFA and a bunch of her peers, uh, we ended up kind of talking about how to prep for senior year. And of course, I told them way too late about the squeeze because I sometimes get shy to, you know, promo. But um, we ended up starting this like voice memo exchange of like advice and, and questions. And one of the questions um, they asked was like, how do you prepare for your senior year? And I was like, I'm kind of the wrong person to ask, um, but that's no excuse. So I took about a week to think about this and really um, took some time. And I say I'm the wrong person to ask because I had a little bit of a non-traditional undergraduate experience. I didn't graduate in four years. I had to take time off because I couldn't pay my bill and I worked full time. So there's just, you know, there was a lot going on there. It wasn't your traditional like, you know, live on campus or in a dorm or an apartment for years, you know, going straight through. Um, so I had to put myself in the like, okay, what if I was in that experience and didn't have all the chaos that I had going on? What would I tell someone to focus on? I would not say focus on getting all A's. <laughs> I know all of you that are looking to go to law school or med school or something are like, oh my gosh, clutches pearls. How could she say that? Um, even those of you that want to go on and pursue a PhD or another program, breaking your back in your senior year for those grades is not it. And let me explain myself before you just turn off the podcast and think that I have no credibility. It's not that I'm saying don't care about the academic part, like that's what you're there for, you're learning. But the piece that is universal and what I think is going to propel you and help you way more than that point in time GPA that only represents like a piece of you are the relationships. Of course, the liberal arts degree <laughs> would say relationships, but think about it. If you are the person that is going to apply to med school, law school, uh, eventually try to get a PhD, guess who needs to still vouch for you and help you along the way? Your freaking undergrad professors, right? The people that were there that have been there, they have done that, they have gone through it. And guess what? They still have connections in the field, in the practice, in med schools, in graduate programs, right? Any professor is going to have a wide network of peers that are also professors, right? So those relationships and investing and going and sitting in their office if they have office hours, like taking advantage of those times to connect. Um, and I know some of you are probably thinking, wow, I wish I went to a school that had awesome professors that cared and were invested in me. Um, and to you, I say, I'm sorry, that is a shitty experience to not have that kind of community. So then I would say focus on your peers, 
right? Because those are also relationships that are going to sustain you. Um, I know I've talked about it before. I will talk about it again, though. Every Tuesday, this started during the pandemic, there is a group of us, uh, the majority of us went to Holland's, but there's like a sister in there, there's a best friend in there, a couple best friends, like, so it's mainly those of us that went to college together and a few extra special VIPs, <laughs> shout out to Kenny, Callie, and Alex, um, that are there, and we have a happy hour uh, FaceTime call every Tuesday. This is caught like I just told you 20 years ago, right? We were in school and those relationships still propel me. Some of the relationships at the beginning of my career are still some of the most important relationships because you need peers that are also navigating their career and adulting and tough decisions at the same time as you are, right? I think that it's super easy for us to think like, oh, at some point, I'll get it. I'll just know how to do these things. But you forget that at every point, there's new things you're facing and have to make decisions about. So the people are the important part. And I know it sounds like I've gone off track because this is not just for your senior year, but I want you to think about like, hey, do I stay in studying all night and miss this really special event that only happens once a year at my school? Study, then go to the event. Like, do that. You won't regret those memories. Will you regret getting a C on the exam? I I don't know. (laughs) I can't tell you that. But I know that investing in those relationships is going to help and sustain you, especially that first year out of school when you need people. You're navigating something you have never done before, even if you've had jobs, right? Like I worked since I was 13. But um, even if you've had jobs before, it's different when you're starting a career, right? And, And it is truly the people that you surround yourself with and you feel that you can be vulnerable and ask those questions, which is part of the reason why I started the squeeze because a lot of those communities don't exist. So you need those. Invest in the people. Another thing, so we understand that we're going to prioritize like networking, relationship building, um, investing in those people and professors uh, and staff around us. We are also going to kind of do an inventory of all the things that we have committed ourselves to. Yes, I'm looking at you, overachiever, (laughs) that signed up to be president of 5 Million Things is also trying to start a new club and is, you know, working part-time and trying to do an honors thesis. I see you, and I need you to really like old school for me, write this down, (laughs) like list everything out. Okay, you can type it, but you need to make a list of everything you have committed to for the year compared to how you want your year to go. You can't be like, I want to make the most memories and have the best time and like take advantage of every single thing in my senior year because it's the last time I will live in, you know, close proximity to all these friends and also achieve all of that. So you need to go through and decide 
now, now, <laughs> what's the most important and what, when you get overwhelmed, you can pull back on. And if you are in a relationship, if you have a partner, um, and you have a partner that either you're in, you know, you go to the same school or it's long distance, you need to have this conversation with your partner that says, hey, I've done an inventory. I listened to the Squeeze podcast. You can start with that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Say, I listened to the Squeeze podcast. And Ashley says that I really needed to take an inventory going into senior year of all the commitments that I've made, plus my commitments to self with my academics, and have conversations with the most important people in my life about what I need to do if I feel overwhelmed or need to pull back. Um, and I'm having these conversations proactively so that you know if you're in a vulnerable space or feeling insecure that it's not you, but that we've had this conversation before. So I say I need two weeks of like minimal contact because I need to be able to throw myself into finishing my thesis and launching this big art project I'm doing that you know... I love you, I care for you, but I, you know, I may have these times and periods that I need to pull back and preserve myself and that um, you give me the space to do that. And I think this is a conversation you have with not just partners, but with friends, right? If you have a certain cadence with friends or you have certain expectations or you talk every single day. Maybe that's not going to be possible with all the other things that you have set for yourself to accomplish. First, we're going to recognize like the relationships that we need to focus on and prioritize that because they will sustain us. Then we're going to kind of do an outline of everything that we have committed to and that we want to accomplish in our senior year. And then we're going to have those conversations oh, I know they're hard, <laughs> with our friends and our partners about um, what we are going to need. And we're going to share that. Um, and if they aren't supportive, that's that's a follow-up. That's a part two that we'll talk about. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, hopefully they listen too. And we're like, oh my gosh, I was going to have the same conversation with you. <laughs> The last part of this is kind of veering off of senior year, but not really, because it is a question from a rising senior. And it's how do I navigate friendships that feel like they are like moving apart? And I say that we're veering away from just like senior year of college because this is truly a part of adulting that we don't talk about and it truly impacts us. You know, there's another episode talking about grief. Can we talk about grieving friendships and give that some like real weight and space? Because it is hard. Um, and so I just got this question this morning, so I will probably come back to it. But I wanted to acknowledge it and say, it is a very real thing. Let yourself feel sad or disappointed in the relationships you've lost. Um. I still think about some of the relationships I've lost. Not enough to want to try and pick them back up, but I grieve like what it was. And I try to turn that grief into like acknowledging like 
the time that we did have and how important and special it was and that not every relationship is meant to last forever, right? Like time and space for certain relationships is what like they are special for and that's okay, but it still means that you can give yourself space to grieve um, them. Wow, I hope that I didn't completely overwhelm you going into your senior year and that you're feeling so ready. <laughs> mm. Need some water. I'm a little bit parched thinking about all of you bright, shiny, rising seniors getting ready to take on the world and join us in the workforce really soon, which is very exciting. So know that you have a space here to ask questions as you're navigating your senior year and going into your professional career. Now you've got the juice. It's time to put it to use. Mm -hmm.